Hey, are you into werewolves, mad scientists, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. The following podcast contains... Only I didn't say fudge. And for gosh sake, watch your language. Watch your profanity. Right, I'm sorry. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you said no fucking way before anyone even framed the question, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Monday, February 16th, 2016, President's Day. If you can't say something nice, special edition of the show where we spend 20 minutes trying not to speak ill of the dead and generally failing. Stay tuned! The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Karma. Karma is the enterprise cloud-based application dedicated to delivering a dose of cosmic justice to the most deserving amongst us. Whether you spent the afternoon blasting tiny, inoffensive birds with a large war firearm, or used your position to systemically disenfranchise women and minorities over decades-long career, Karma is there to remind you that in the end, you get what's coming to you. Karma, it's gonna get you. If you would like to sponsor the show, keep in mind that I'm about to be a real dick to a dead guy and wonder what my karmic punishment is going to be, and then think again. We're out here now, man. I hope you're happy. Yeah, I'm happy. Well, good. Now what? Well, I just think we should have wore those on our safety vests. Oh, come on, man. Those, those vests are for daggone people who really like to use them. Dear, don't even see them. They're colorblind, stupid. Golly. <laughs> hey, Ty, did you get something? Ty, what'd you get? Tiny! Tiny, oh my god! 911, what is your emergency, please? Yes, please help us. I think my buddy, I think he's dead. What do I do? Sir, calm down. I can help you. We'll walk through this together. First, I need you to make sure he's dead. Well, I can do that. Hold on a second. He's dead. Now what? It was Clarence Darrow, not Mark Twain, who said, I've never killed anyone, but I've read some obituaries with great satisfaction. And so it was Saturday evening while perusing my social media feeds that I learned with great satisfaction that Associate Justice of the Supreme Court and the nation's leading racist uncle died in his sleep in Texas. And I, I got to admit, I wasn't proud of my f- initial reaction. I was um, (laughs) not alone in my totally inappropriate mirth. Uh, A lot of liberals seem to post this to their social media feeds within the first few seconds of finding out. And yeah, I was, I was one of them. 
My mother pointed out to me rather quickly that she did not raise me to be a spiteful jackass who takes joy in the death of another human being. And you know what? It's a fair cop. On the other hand, she also did not raise me to use a narrow interpretation of the Constitution to deprive people of their rights and freedoms based entirely on my own political opinions. So I figure there's a balance in there, right? And it would be one thing if Nino, as he was like to be called by people who liked him or loved him for reasons not adequately explored, it would be one thing if he were a purist in his concept of originalism or the legal doctrine applying 18th century mores and motivations to 21st century issues. Seriously, how is this a thing? If it were only landed gentry can vote, slavery would be the law of the land and we'd all be wearing stockings and wigs. But Scalia, the OG originalist, termed himself a faint-heart originalist when it came to his pet conservative issues, and what he called faint-hearted most normal people would call a fucking hypocrite. But hey, I didn't come here to bury Scalia, but to damn him. Antonin Scalia, alum of my alma mater, Georgetown University and Harvard Law School, appointed to the court by Ronald Reagan in 1986 by a vote of 98 to 0 in a Republican-controlled Senate. Scalia, whose record of very conservative jurisprudence was known and debated by that same Senate. Senate. Scalia, whose place on the court could best be described as cantankerous bully as he gleefully voted over and over again to deny human beings their basic civil rights based on their gender, race, and sexuality because he felt the fair framers of the Constitution did not see a need to include such protections in the document. Scalia, who refused to take into account adamantly anything outside the actual words written in the final draft of the constitutional text or an amendment thereto and dismissed as irrelevant any supporting documents, even if they were written by the very people who wrote the damn amendment as irrelevant because it didn't make the final draft. It would be like judging the entire history of the Star Wars franchise on the Phantom Menace because that's what George Lucas intended. Joined by his crony Clarence Thomas, Scalia formed the backbone of the conservative wing of the court, which grew to dominance during his tenure. Were it not for the swing votes of moderate justices, Scalia would have gleefully stripped away the accumulated protections bestowed by 75 years of jurisprudence and denied the advances accrued to gays and women. Scalia, who called the Voting Rights Act, for fuck's sake, an embedded form of racial entitlement. Grandpa, you're such a dick. I'm sorry, Summer, your opinion means very little to me. To be fair, there are some people who will miss Nino? Ruth Bader Ginsburg counted Scalia amongst her actual friends, not just the kind of friend you have when you want to be able to point to the person and say, see, I like vicious old racist assholes. I mean, I'm friends with Nino Scalia. This, of course, is the liberal version of I have a black friend, so I can't be racist. Are you white? Are all your friends white? From the creators of Grinder, Tinder, Blender comes brother. The app that lets you meet black people in your area. Scalia will also be missed by a legion of court watchers who found his hyperbolic prose and acerbic witticisms in his cranky dissents when he wrote such zingers as 
If I ever joined an opinion for the court that began, the Constitution promises liberty to all within its reach, a liberty that includes specific rights that allow persons within a lawful realm to define and express their identity, I would hide my head in a bag. The Supreme Court of the United States has descended from the disciplined legal reasoning of John Marshall and Joseph Story to the mystical aphorisms of a fortune cookie. Well, you must be very proud of yourself. And honestly... There's a part of me that kind of, sort of respects Scalia for being the guy unafraid to write unpopular things and rich, snarky, mean-spirited prose that exists only to remind people how smart he actually is. Particularly as I grow older and find my level of fucks left to give is dwindling, I see the charm in just being a huge asshole when confronted by things I think are stupid. The difference is, I'm a guy in a basement drinking whiskey and recording a podcast. No one fucking cares what I say. If I were the sitting justice on the Supreme Court... Oh, hell no. I might want to, I don't know, try to impartially hear a case on its merits and weigh it against 200 plus years of constitutional law, not just immediately dismiss the contents because I really don't like Republicans. But that's me. I'm a different breed of cat. Scalia's death, however schadenfreundy it is for us liberals, has also set the stage for one of the most idiotic constitutional crises in, well, forever. His body was not even cold when the Republican Senate leadership ah, I got handed to them. They're a bunch of assholes. took to the airwaves to unequivocally state the American public should have a voice in who would be Scalia's replacement and that they would not even consider a nominee until after the presidential election. To which the enlightened sector of the American public replied, um, yeah, uh, Johnny Fuckstick, we, we already had that voice. We did it in 2012 when... We re-elected the sitting president with a majority of over 5 million votes. So, um... That's right, Al. You lost. And let me tell you what you didn't win. A 20-volume set of the Encyclopedia International, a case of turtle wax, and a year's supply of rice-a-roni, the San Francisco treat. But that's not all. You also made yourself look like a jerk in front of millions of people. And you brought shame and disgrace on your family name for generations to come. You don't get to come back tomorrow. You don't even get a lousy copy of our home game. You're a complete loser. The Republican candidates for president immediately started corpse-fucking the man by singing his praises, calling him the embodiment of Reagan Republicanism, with all the petty, petty spitefulness that implies. And the idea of being the one to appoint the next Scalia, but somehow more conservative and hate-filled, left them on the debate stage with one tiny, and I do mean tiny, little problem. Stop! My penis can only get so erect. Because this is the dream, the ability to shape the Supreme Court to finally do away with all those pesky rulings that did things like extend women the basic right to make decisions about their body, allow the icky gays to enjoy the full benefits of the 14th Amendment, and those uppity blacks to act as though they were just as good as normal white people. I mean, shit, the court is full of old liberals, and if the Republicans win, they could send the country straight into the shitter for the next 50 years. If they win, we'll come back to that. There is, again, another tiny, tiny Republican penis-sized little problem. The Constitution is pretty clear that the Senate gives advice and consent on who the nominee to the court will be, and generally that manifests through the nomination and ratification process by a vote in the Senate. 
If Obama were to nominate a candidate who sailed through the confirmation process, someone like, I don't know, D.C. Circuit George Sri Srivasan, who cruised 97 to 0 in 2013, the exact same Senate, I might add, how do you justify not confirming him to the Supreme Court without looking as though you're an obstructionist douchewad? And normally this wouldn't be a problem. This year, however, people are going to notice. I mean, at the same time, if they don't do everything in their power to block any nomination, people are going to notice. And then they're going to get primaried from the right. Of course, this year is a shitty map for the Senate, so it wouldn't take much at all to flip the entire chamber to the Democrats. And if you come across as being a stumbling block to American governments, people are going to notice, and you just might find yourself out of power entirely. Sometimes, I guess, politics are nothing more than a... You are a factory of sadness! I would be remiss if I did not point out to Democrats that this is also a game-changer in our presidential race. Because if the Republicans do manage to stymie the approval process, it is vital that we win the presidency otherwise... The shit's gonna hit the fan. And the Republicans get to make the choice, and that choice will fundamentally alter the court for decades. I mean, do you really want Donald Trump appointing a justice to the Supreme Court? Or Ted Cruz, who would just go ahead and appoint Republican Jesus to the court? Within five years, the Republican Taliban would own this entire fucking country. Rubio or Jeb would go down the same road. Shit, they would probably appoint Ted Cruz to the Supreme Court just to get rid of him. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 So, when you decide who to vote for in the primary, you really, really, really gotta think about the electability question. And I'm not gonna tell you who you have to vote for, because you already know the answer. You just don't like it very much. I can only imagine that Nino would be delighted to see the entire country thrown into a completely pointless political crisis because of him. One that, if he were an actual originalist, he would say is stupid because the Senate has the constitutional obligation to take up the nomination in a fair, timely, and impartial manner. But he would never do that because he was, at the end of it all, nothing more than a pointless political partisan hack. Yeah, I said it. Oh, and a lot of us lefties, would we got the fire right now for some dick-swinging liberal firebrand to take Scalia's place on the court. It would be an insult to his legacy. Someone who would just go in and kick over every conservative apple cart that comes before the court. Because, you know, that's the what Scalia did to us. Except they would be wrong. The biggest insult to Scalia's legacy is a moderate justice who would take a nuanced view on the issues and vote the merits of the individual case. If that means we lose some cases, good. Because if we had bad cases, we deserve to lose. But if we have someone who has the long-term interest of the nation at heart, who truly sees the Constitution as what it is, an evolving document that changes over time to suit the needs of the governed, then this is the antithesis of everything Scalia stood for. And I don't want an ideologue on the court. I want a nuanced intellect. 
I want a slightly left of center Anthony Kennedy. I want a way more liberal John Roberts, who understands the court is the last bastion of reason and logic in an increasingly illogical system. I want a slightly liberal firewall to blop the dirt spewing from out of the hinterlands, because if we don't get that and we appoint some sort of Sanders-level liberal to the court, the stress fractures in our political system are going to bust open at the seams like my work pants when I squat down to pick up a quarter on the sidewalk. I did not need to be told that. I mean, I really don't know how this is going to play out. I suspect that Barry O will drop a name the Senate cannot rationally refuse, and they'll be left with a ticking time bomb as the election grows closer. In some ways... I think this is Obama's biggest fuck you to the people who made his term just a living hell. After six years of having the Republicans fuck with everything he tried to do, this has to be a gift. Changing the makeup of the Supreme Court the last year of his presidency, it must seem like a karmic reward for all the shit he's had to eat with a smile. The only thing that can be better than this will be next year, when Ginsburg retires. And Hillary nominates Obama to her seat on the court. If you listen closely, you can hear the heads exploding already. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. That is it for this special edition of the show. We thank the band Hypnostate. Find their work on Jamendo.com. You can find us on Twitter at the Hell underscore podcast, the show name on Facebook, and www.whatthehellpodcast.com. We are still looking for any suggestions that people have for the Jameson's 80 proof prediction. Doesn't matter what it is, just Ask a question, and I'll get drunk and answer it. Uh, if you're going to do that, tweet at us or find us on Facebook or email us at whatthehellpodcast at gmail.com. If you do that, make sure that you use the subject line, Fuck you, Gavin. So that Gavin, our producer, will know exactly what you're writing us about. I mean, we get a lot of hate mail, so. And to be quite honest with you, a lot of it starts with Fuck you, Gavin. But most of that comes from me. For myself, Dave Bledsoe, and all the other fictional law clerks on the show, we'd like to remind you that instant karma's gonna get you. Gonna knock you right in the head. Pretty soon, like Scalia, you're gonna be dead. What in the world were you thinking of laughing at a life being done? What are you trying to do, America? Seriously, let Obama know that you want him to appoint the new Supreme Court justice. It's up to you. We'll see you guys next week with something equally as irrational that I'm angry about. It's up to you. Yeah, you. Instant karma's gonna get you. Gonna look you right in the face. Better get yourself together, darling. Join the human race.